Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas, and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers, and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts, and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates, or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Thanks for listening to episode 190 of Impact Boom. My name's Tom Allen, and I'm passionate about bringing you the latest interviews and insights to help you create positive social impact. Today, we're speaking with Leanne Kemp. Leanne Kemp is founder and CEO of Everledger and Queensland Chief Entrepreneur. She's a prominent figure in the technology sector and recognized internationally as an innovator and leader. Her company, Everledger, uses blockchain technology to track high-value assets such as diamonds, art, and wine, with the aim of increasing transparency and trust with technology. Leanne co-chairs the World Economic Forum's Global Future Council on the Future of Manufacturing and takes part in the Global Future Council on Blockchain. She also works streams at the Global Blockchain Business Council, co-chairs the World Trade Board's Sustainable Trade Action Group, and is on the IBM Blockchain Platform Board of Advisors. Leanne's awards include the Advancing Identification Matters Global Alan Gilligan Award of 2019, Advanced Global Australian Awards 2018 for Technology Innovation, and Innovator of the Year in 2016 and 2018 at the Women in IT Awards of London. In 2018, her entrepreneurial success saw her appointed as the Queensland Chief Entrepreneur in Australia to develop the state's startup ecosystem, attract investment, and support job creation. She's the first female entrepreneur to hold this position. And in 2009, her tenure as Chief Entrepreneur was extended for another year, the first time the role has been extended since its creation. So on today's podcast, we'll discuss Leanne's perspectives on the state of impact-led entrepreneurship in Queensland, We'll get Leanne's insights and perspective on social innovation opportunities, and we'll find out where Leanne believes social enterprise can best be used in Queensland to tackle some of our most pressing social and environmental issues. So Leanne, thanks very much for joining us. Wow, what an introduction. (laughs) (laughs) Plenty of awards and and amazing things and experience in there, Leanne. It is a bit ridiculous, isn't it? (laughs) Well, I mean, holding the position as chief entrepreneur, I think, you know, you, you need to have some of that solid background to, to back up what you're talking about. Oh, I feel like some days it's like playing blockchain bingo with a whole bunch of words and bringing it together, but nonetheless, it is my life. Excellent. So to kick things off then, Leanne, could you please share a bit about your background and what led to your work as founder of Everledger and more recently as the Queensland Chief Entrepreneur? Well, my background, I mean, I'm a Brisbane girl, so I went to school at Somerville House, not too far from here, proudly Queensland. I have a property in Sanford Valley, so never too far from home, from Silicon Valley to Sanford Valley. (laughs) Nonetheless, there's Wi-Fi in both locations, so it never stops me from working. I guess my background, I'm a self-taught engineer and have been working in technology since the mid-90s, so now I've pretty much given away my age, Tom. A bit embarrassing, right? What a way to start the day. (laughs) Yeah, so I guess uh, more recently I've been touted a serial entrepreneur, but I've never seen myself as an entrepreneur, to be honest with you, until probably more recently. I am unemployable by virtue of how I think and even sometimes by the way I act. Uh, And what I mean by that is it's a square peg and a round hole. I often see things very differently and 
um, are able to bring together the, the patterns and the vision for the future and make it a reality for today. Uh, I've had a number of businesses uh, started them successfully and even more successfully exited those in various stages. And more recently, of course, began Everledger in the heart of London mm. in April 2015. We have about 90 people across five operational centres in the yeah. world. So it's never ending. It's a big, big gig, a big thing to, to be managing. It certainly is. So On working, top of the role as the chief entrepreneur as well. Well, I guess that's the unique proposition of being the chief at this particular point in time. I mean, it's often called out your first female to be in the role, but I would probably say that it's more impressive to be running a business at the same time as being Queensland's chief. So um, that to me is probably a bigger call out than mm. being female in the role. Yeah, definitely. So you've travelled extensively across Queensland in your time now and recently just did a regional tour. So what's your current take on the state of entrepreneurship in Queensland and where do you see opportunities to improve our communities, particularly in some of these regional areas which are facing some big challenges? You know, I was so delightfully surprised running across most of regional Queensland because we truly have recognised our social entrepreneurs as a new breed of leadership. You know, they're values-driven, they're inclusive, compassionate. Um, these are entrepreneurial individuals who develop sustainable business models. Um, and whilst they're searching um, in some respects um, to reach beyond the paradigm of being a charity, this is really where parts of the challenges are for leadership in this social entrepreneurship or social enterprise realm. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm delighted by the number of uh, leading social entrepreneurs that I met probably across the last three to four months mm -hmm. have been intently focused on meeting. And I would say we probably have um, over 150 that I've met over the course of my time. Um, and every time I meet, um, I'm delighted and surprised by the intent that sits within not just only the founders, but mm -hmm. how they're bringing together the gravity pull of, of talented people within um, within their businesses and driving for a particular purpose. It's very clear that Queensland, um, and even the world to a certain extent, um, there's no way that we can solve for these large, complex uh, concerns that we have currently. And no single social entrepreneur or institution can tackle it alone. So um, for the first time, we do need to bring together the true coalition of the willing under a purpose and, mm. then, and then pretty much reverse engineer how you would make that a sustainable business rather than leading out on profit first endeavours. Yep, collective impact. Collective impact, yeah, it is. Um, you know, some of these underlying causes run so deep in history and politics and culture that they're not easily solved for just in a simple business mm. plan or a business model canvas. Um, and the best solutions are often constrained by outdated rules and skewered you know, power structures that exist. So I think all kudos to everyone that has the bravery to leap forward first. Yep, wonderful. So you spoke a little bit earlier about the charity mindset and how we could bring this really strong business mindset into social enterprise. I mean, enterprise being they are trading. And the majority of their revenue coming from trade. So how might we best raise awareness of social enterprise and that type of mindset or change these mindsets so that we see business used as a force to, to tackle our most pressing social environmental issues? What do you think? So I think it's interesting because I believe the two large sort of lighthouse beacons that can come are certainly from within our own government. Minister Fentiman just more mm -hmm. recently announced 
social enterprise and her policy and strategy mm. moving forward from today. And I think, you know, government leaders who, who harness the power of social innovation and social entrepreneurship through public good with policy regulations and public initiatives will be a guiding light mm. for other entrepreneurs to follow. Um, but more so, and I'm really interested in digging a bit deeper into our corporate relationships that we hold here across Queensland mm. because corporate social entrepreneurs that lead with regional companies or multinationals um, where they can develop new products and initiatives and services or business models that address societal change and environmental challenges for me is critically important. So, but here I am sitting in the heart of startup land, but the reality is if we are able to connect with large corporates and government and policy, then all the better fertile ground for the likes of startups and scale-ups to be able to enjoy and forage. Yeah, yeah, so much value that can be used within that ecosystem. I think those corporates are a really important part. Yeah, and to see a strategy so quickly come to bear with Minister Fentiman is delight for me because mm, I think likewise. it's not necessarily painting the true picture of the future, but it's just opening the gate to fertile ground. So yeah. you know, let the let the uh, let the harvest begin. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it was just last week that Minister Fentiman announced four hundred and fifty thousand dollars of grants available for social enterprises across Queensland. So the matched funding of between five to fifty thousand dollars. So if you're based in Queensland, you might want to check those out. So Leanne, you've worked, you said with over, well, you've spoken with over 150 yeah. social enterprises across Queensland. So what advice would you give to the social entrepreneurs listening who are really working very hard to create this impact? I live in this utopic world of hope that potentially by 2030, and let's even say 2025, that social entrepreneurship is not called out as a separate category that it is just how we are and who we are mm. as a society but you know we need social innovation to be diffused within every sector so that we can adopt and adapt and diffuse and scale what is societal's research and development right it's how yep. R&D yep. um, what is possible and how is it sustainable but the biggest call out for me in early stage um, social entrepreneurs is to uh, ensure that you leave with impact first impressions, but to be able to truly understand the accounting, um, the triple bottom line is starting to become known globally by large financial institutions like BlackRock and even Fidelity. So I would spend as much time on the purpose as you will need to spend on the profit because they do go hand in hand to ensure a sustainable model yeah. but in all of that there has to be an ecosystem of pioneering actors who share a common purpose and I'm glad that we're in a place where we can see this so very clearly across the threading um, of Queensland. Mm, absolutely, I 100% agree with the fact that I think social entrepreneurship as a term should be made redundant, I mean it should just be business as usual, right? Let's hope, let's hope this is the case. And you highlighted it becomes digitally ubiquitous, as they say, right? Absolutely. You highlighted BlackRock as well, and Larry Fink, in his his letter a year or so ago, did highlight purpose and impact as being a really core part of, of business. And and I think a lot of the corporates would hopefully be adopting some of that as well. So, what inspiring projects or initiatives have you come across recently, which you believe are creating some great positive social impact? Well, I know I've only got about 60 seconds to answer that question, but I can speak for about 60 minutes. Um, you know, they're incredible companies, probably one of the 
call out to me on my flight back from Indonesia to Brisbane last night on the documentary channel for Jetstars was Orange Sky and you know big call out to Luke and Vanguard both of them of course are pioneers when it comes to social entrepreneurship Orange Sky I know they're celebrating their fifth birthday uh, next week so happy birthday guys exceptional in they are exceptional in fact they just won pitch at Palace they're working with adults and children with autism and enabling them to bridge across into uh, into well-versed careers in uh, software testing or gaming. Uh, Brisbane Tool Library, big, big call out to Brisbane Tool Writing. It's incredible. In fact, you know, the Social Enterprise World Forum in Ethiopia is the third biggest in its uh, delegation with 60-odd people attending. And the founder of Brisbane Tool Library will be front and centre main stage exampling the work uh, that has been uh, brought about. And I know I was in Townsville more recently and in fact, Townsville also has a tool library, so I'm hopeful this catches on. One of the biggest surprises to me, which is really starting to create an impact boom in Brisbane, is world's biggest garage sale. Yaz, um, certainly one of the guiding lights for uh, a great entrepreneur and a founder's spirit that runs mm. deep, but impressive and incredible the work that she's done in such a short period of time. Batoni as well, as well as Powerwells, who I just left in Indonesia and I experienced firsthand the impact that they're making, um, particularly in uh, countries with vulnerable women. So well done, guys, well done. Plenty of really inspiring projects there, Leanne, and I'll stick links to them in the article as well. So to finish off then, what books or resources would you recommend to our listeners? <laughs> books and resources? To be honest with you, I'd love to say that I can rattle them all off from Reed Hoffman right the way through to Elon Musk on Twitter but the reality is I spend a lot of my time in Harvard so I go every year as a part of an executive program there so I enjoy the resources of Harvard. I do do a lot of reading. World Economic Forum of course um, holds uh, an incredible amount of resources in education and no better uh, being more recently appointed as an adjunct professor for QUT than our very own universities right here. So I'd like to say that I read a lot of books, but the reality is I immerse myself only in three or four different channels and that's where I spend most of my time. That itself, I think, is good advice, right? Cut all the crap. Totally. <laughs> Focus <laughs> on the channels that provide the value and, and stick to them. That's true. That's very true. And I think gaining access to academics provides for a, a good solid foundation to not necessarily lead out in an education sense, but to also challenge the current thinking. Wonderful. Well, there's some great insights and resources that you've shared today, Leanne. So thank you very much for being so generous with those insights and your time today. I know how busy you are. We'll look forward to getting this out to the world and, and following your journey as you continue forward with Everledger and your other projects. Great, Tom. So good to see you today. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below and remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact every week on the website, Facebook page and Twitter.